Well, good morning, everyone. Today, I get a chance to talk for the very first time a new friend, Mark Berg. Mark, where are you right now in your office? I am in Wheaton, Illinois, just uh, south of Wheaton College. Got it. Were you born and raised in Wheaton, Mark? I was not. I was actually born in Evanston, but uh, my family quickly uh, thereafter moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, and that is where I grew up. But yeah. came back to Illinois via Wheaton College. Very, very good. Uh, for those who are not familiar, what do you do for a living, Mark? I do hourly financial planning. Got it, got it, got it. And so when you went from Scottsdale to Wheaton College, did you have your site set up financial planning? How did you get into this role? Uh, I did not. I was not even aware of the industry at all. I was. Uh, I started as a psychology major at Wheaton. Uh, uh, after a year, decided that was not uh, the exact right fit for me. So I, I tried a few other uh, majors, which I know is a pretty common experience for uh, yeah. for students, but did uh, eventually land on economics, which uh, I really enjoyed. So I enjoyed the the people side, the psychology, but also yeah. uh, the the numbers and the uh, the economics. Yeah. When you were in psychology, like, how did you know it wasn't a good fit uh, initially? Why did you go in, and what made you sit there and say, "Oh man, this just isn't for me." Well, I, I think my self-assessment at the time was uh, I, I liked people. I, I, I thought I was an extrovert. Uh, I've, I've come to realize, actually, I am not. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, as I, uh, as I studied kind of the, the benefits of psychology and then my personal uh, makeup, I, I just didn't see there being a good, a good fit. Uh, for that, but I, I always had a, an inclination for numbers and uh, financial planning. As as the as the journey progressed, seemed to be a good fit, uh, a good balance for both. Yeah, Mark, I went to Washington University in St. Louis, mm -hmm. and when I went there, my parents had one thing: doctor, lawyer, engineer. Go pick one. <laughs> Watch you accept. I I love chemistry. I was going to be a chemistry major and get into med school. And so I realized after the first semester, oh, my gosh, this is just not for me. And I actually ended up over in their business school and then built cell towers for about 10 years. But then the organization, the project management really fit my personality. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, it's an important journey for all of us. Uh, school teaches us how to learn, but doesn't necessarily give us the path right away. Yeah. Upon graduation from Wheaton, uh, I think a lot of times students struggle with this. Suddenly now you've gone from first grade to second grade to seventh, eighth grade to high school and to college. Everything's all mapped out. Graduate, you have no idea. Nothing's mapped out. How, <laughs> what was your options? What Did you land on financial planning or did, you, did it take a little bit to get there? It, it took a little while to get there. I, I interviewed at several places. I was fortunate uh, back in the early 90s, the, the market uh, for jobs was was reasonable. So I had a, a couple of different opportunities, some in the areas of finance. Um, but at that time, I don't know that I was clear-headed enough to uh, um, know what path to take. So I took what offered me a company car and the highest pay <laughs> as, my, uh, as my initial job. And I, I think looking back at it, it, it was a great uh, foundational 
work. Uh, I was in sales. I was I worked for the Pillsbury Company, uh, so the Doughboy, and I did that for a couple of years and and learned a lot. I was effectively, uh, even though I was an employee, I acted as if I was self-employed because it was uh, it was a territory that I covered, and so I just learned a lot about uh, having to to manage my own schedule and life, and um, so that was it was very helpful. Yeah, yeah, very good. And from Pillsbury, what was next? Where did you go? End up going next? Yeah, so a friend of mine was working at a financial planning firm, uh, a really, really uh-huh. excellent financial planning firm, and and he asked if I would send uh, or deliver a, a job specification to Bruce Howard, who was uh, in the business econ department at the time at Wheaton, because uh, they were. They had just opened a Chicago office and they were looking to hire someone. And uh, so I, I read it uh, before I handed it off and said, actually, I, I, I might be interested in this. Oh, and yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I entered myself uh, into uh, the interview process and uh, was thankful uh, to, to get a job offer. And I was with that firm for yeah. six years. And that's that's really how I got started. And I yeah. with no experience. Uh, and uh, that's uh, again. I was I was very thankful they were willing to take a take a chance on me. Yeah. It, it, now, Mark, if somebody was sitting here listening to you, and you went from working at Pillsbury, and it's a different industry to financial planning, all this stuff. If they said, Mark, how do you know when to pivot? How do you know when to make the change? What advice would you give them? Yeah, I I think everybody's journey is going to be different, and for me, I. Uh, as I looked at what I was doing at, at Pillsbury, I was successful uh, from their measuring stick. Uh, I was doing well, I was getting awards. Um, so that was was encouraging, gratifying. But as I, as I looked at it bigger picture, I thought, I'm, I'm really not passionate about this. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm really making a difference. I'm helping the, the corporate bottom line, but that's not so motivating for me. And so, um, uh, when when this opportunity came along, I felt like this is a, an opportunity to really help people at 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 a foundational, fundamental level um, with their their personal finances, with stewardship, and and that excited me. So it was, uh, of course, I didn't know what it was going to be exactly. It was all in theory, but uh, it just seemed like I was young. I still uh, we had no kids. I was married, but no kids, and. Uh, it, it seemed like a good opportunity to to, to continue to, to fine tune my long-term direction. Yeah, yeah. And then also if another person said, hey, but Mark, shouldn't we have life goals? Shouldn't we have a five-year plan and all the other stuff? But then you're also talking about, hey, I didn't feel like I was making a difference. It just wasn't my passion. It wasn't my wheelhouse. How does desire, passion, goals, fulfillment fall in line with the next step in your corporate career? Yeah, it's it's a great question, and it's not uh, again an easy answer because uh, it's going to be a little bit different for everyone. But I, I I do encourage everyone to have short and intermediate and long term goals, but those yeah. goals don't necessarily need to be set in stone. Uh, it just gives you direction, and you have the opportunity anytime uh, to change your pivot and and move in a different direction. And so, I uh, and I would I would say those first five years after graduation. I was really trying to kind of figure out what my long-term uh, trajectory was. I really couldn't see beyond about uh, 
two or three years anyway uh, within an, any given path. And uh, it wasn't until I found financial planning and actually even past uh, my first opportunity in, in foundation uh, financial planning that I find my, my, my true path that I've been on for the last 23 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good. You know, I, I think a lot of times one person, one thing that I learned even with, when I was younger, someone told me is you've got to always worry about the next step. What is the next step? But whatever job that the Lord has given you, are you faithful to where he has placed you? Whether it's a job that you don't like, whether it's a boss that you can't stand, are you faithful in giving it the best that you could possibly do every single day? Yeah, yeah, I think those are those are great words. Uh, wherever God has placed you, I think you do need to give it your all and and understand who your true employer really is, uh, yeah. who, who your true measuring stick, uh, um, where, it, where that comes from. Um, but I, I don't think that precludes you from looking for other opportunities if correct. you feel like this is just not uh, quite the right fit. Correct, 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 correct. And then your faith journey as well, too. How does faith fall in, in line with everything you're doing from your Pillsbury days to financial planning, starting up all this? Stuff? How has play faith played a role in all that? Uh, it's it's pivotal. It's it's really um it, it it really colors everything that i do and the advice uh that i give um i feel like everything that uh, i have everything that my clients have uh is a gift from god and uh different people have been given different amounts so just like the parable of the talents one talent three talent five talents uh based on on how the lord is has blessed and gifted uh and it's our responsibility to steward well uh, those resources, no matter what he's given us. Um, and so, uh, you know, at, at our firm, we serve uh, the, the whole spectrum of, of people, beliefs, um, uh, faith or not faith. Uh, I would say it's, it's very much a representation of what we see across America uh, as far as uh, what we, we are, are, are really privileged uh, to serve. But that still allows me a, a platform to really share those again those those foundational principles of stewardship and you know with clients that i serve that uh share the same faith as i do we have also have a, a common language uh that we can speak uh whereas with clients that we don't share the same faith uh i can use different language that is is kind of easier for them to understand as we work through their giving uh, desires, their estate planning, uh, tax planning, et cetera. Uh, but ultimately it all comes from this, from the same source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you look back at your faith, who was the most influential? Was it one of your parents? Was it a youth pastor or not? Who, who really helped you to think through a lot of your faith? Yeah, you know, I... I I, I wouldn't say that there was any one person uh, that was kind of foundational. I think it, it's kind of like the old uh, the old saying: "It takes a village." Uh, there, there, there's a lot of people that have leaned into different parts uh, of my life. My father uh, was really uh, uh, foundational, uh, and my my mother on the whole concept of generosity uh, and giving. They they've they uh, modeled that from. Uh, as long as I can remember, and that's something that's that's very dear to me now. Um, but looking at uh, kind of how I uh, 
do business and how I, I run my business. There's a lot of people uh, that have leaned into me and been um, kind of mentors uh, to me from professors uh, at Wheaton, like uh, a PJ Hill or uh, a Bruce Howard, to uh, people at my church uh, who are in uh, in in business that I I look at as mentors. Uh, so it's it really is a, a a broad group, which I think is is a phenomenal way to 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 do life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even with your practice, a lot of times when you first start your practice, talk to me a little bit about some of the struggles or leadership lessons that you learn from starting your own practice. Yeah. Um, so I am most comfortable inside of an Excel uh, worksheet. Uh, <laughs> I am not as comfortable in, in the whole world of management. So uh, a, a lot of... Uh, what has been built over the years has has been learned and uh, a lot of trial and error over the last 23 years. Um, I think uh, through that, uh, uh, I've, I've come to learn a lot of lessons. Uh, one of the lessons that I learned pretty quickly is there's certain areas that I'm, I'm actually very good and I'm gifted at and I really enjoy those things. But there are other things that I'm not good at at all. And yet the world may say you need to be good in all these areas, but I, I have uh, enough self-realization <laughs> that I'm not. And so uh, finding people to fill uh, the roles that are their areas of expertise, their passions that can help fill those gaps. I think that's been a, a key learning, uh, really even in the last five, 10 years, I, I, I hired uh, a president about five years ago and a coach had, had recommended to me uh, back in the day, uh, she said, put together an org chart and we were only think five people at the time. <laughs> she said, put together an org chart and put the name of, of everybody who uh, who does a, a given role. And and I said, you know, we're so small, it doesn't even make sense. And she said, no, I just want you to go through the exercise. So I did it. And my name was all over the place. And then she said, circle the areas that you really are passionate about and you do well. And there were two. And she said, okay, you need to find people to do all those other areas that, that you know, you are doing or not doing well uh, that uh, can do it better. And and I hired uh, Brian, our president, um, and he just f fits those those circumstances yeah, like yeah, a glove, yeah, yeah. and it's been fantastic. But um, yeah, there's there's been a tremendous amount uh, of of life lessons. I, I tend to be very conservative from a planning standpoint, from a business standpoint. I've learned to um over the last especially 10 years to to take risks uh more but measured risks uh you know risks that aren't going to kill the company but that could really push us forward and and that's really born uh, a lot of yeah. fruit um so lots of lessons well the part that I was interested in is when you were looking at the org chart which areas were you passionate about which areas did you love doing yeah yeah there's really two primary areas one is uh the ideation for for the firm so i love reading books i love reading white papers i love uh, doing spreadsheets uh, to see you know what direction should we go as a firm over the next one three five years and i'm doing that all the time 
and uh, but I wasn't good at implementation. So I, I, I can do the the ideation, but I needed somebody to to kind of take take it, and that's where Brian uh, really fits that role as well as well as other uh, colleagues. So I, ideation is one. The second is uh, the types of clients we work with are all uh, degrees of complexity. So we you know we work by the hour, so we don't really care about net worth or income. But we have uh, a subset of clients we call our level five clients, which are our highest complexity, typically uh, substantial net worths that um, just require, uh, you just have to know a lot about legal tax, um, cash flow, investments, estate. Uh, and, and that's just the way my brain works. Uh, I really enjoy uh, that element and being a thought partner with these clients. Uh, and helping them as they, you know, uh, move along on this journey. And so those are the kind of the two areas, working with the clients that are level five and the ideation. Yeah, yeah. Mark, as I sit here with you, I realize that you and I are so much alike in some sense, but different in the sense that I am a true introvert. As much as I do all these things, I love coming to the office at 730, mm-hmm. work on my email, work on my spreadsheets and that's why i love building cell towers for so long <laughs> but yet the ideation i'm okay with it but i love the implementation mm. i when people say let's blue sky this oh no please don't do this but then when you say, here's where we're gonna go with it god i know exactly what to do here's what yeah. you need to do here's where we need to go i love the implementation but still it's unique how we can implement very well how each person is very different absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. And then if you look at it, even Jesus to a degree had to figure out how to like Matthew, he asked Matthew, the tax collector, pack up your things and follow me. Mm-hmm. But yet at the same time, Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector. Zacchaeus, don't follow me, but I need you to stay as a chief tax mm-hmm. collector, stay where you are and still stay in your vocation mm-hmm. and how he uses each person to do their mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And We've seen that even within our, our team, uh, we've, we've, there's 19 of us um, and, and each person kind of fits a different level of complexity or a different role in the firm or a couple different roles uh, within the firm. And, and each person is highly important to make the whole work. Uh, so it's not just about me or, um, I mean, from our, our newest hire uh, yeah. who, you know, takes the initial calls and helps people feel comfortable and uh, take them through the process to, you know, an advisor like me who's working at the highest level of complexity and everything in between. I mean, it's all important. And and yeah. uh, like you said, with your example, I mean, we all kind of fit. Just like uh, uh, in First Corinthians, it talks about the the body of Christ and how we're not all yeah. a hand, not all an eye. Uh, I think that's uh, that's true as well. But the key thing, wouldn't you say, a lot of times for Mark is as the team leader, you have to honor and respect each of the different gifts mm-hmm. and allow yourself to allow them to experiment, to figure it out and give them the uh, freedom to do all this. Yeah, yeah <coughs> absolutely. We we have a staff meeting every Friday morning and um, every single person in the office leads that at a different time we have a rotation so it's not just me uh we're 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 all leading it they all have opportunities to have a communication corner or an ideation um and we take those seriously and 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 play it out and and uh you know a lot of uh the 
the most impactful things that we have done or changes we have done have not necessarily come from me. Uh, it's come from others uh, yeah. in the firm as they have ideas, which yeah. I think is important. As I interact with a lot of different ministry leaders and pastors, they feel like pressure that they have to be good at everything and be yeah. able to oversee everything because I'm the lead shepherd, but I'm sitting there, no, no, no. a lead shepherd knows what the skills that everyone brings. And yeah. some sense, your job is to allow them to thrive, allow them to succeed, allow them to learn from failure and yeah. really be able to figure out who they are and how God has made them to be. That, without question. I think that's true in business, in ministry, uh, in churches. Uh, I'm on a board at our church and it's it's just so important to have that diversity of ability and 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 be willing to delegate uh, if you're chair. So couldn't, couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. Mark, but let me ask you a quick for a quiet individual or more introverted, you have to sell business development, even with your days at Pillsbury. How does a person who loves spreadsheets and sometimes it could be introverted, how do you be able to promote yourself and connect with people? Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's not that difficult. Uh, honestly, it's just, you, you, you treat people how you would want to be treated uh, yourself. And so I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty good at a, at a one-to-one -one level and a lot of uh, financial advice is at a one-to-one -one level, not a kind of, you know, speaking to groups. And uh, we really uh, designed everything that we do here at Timothy Financial um, uh, based on trust. And so, like, for example, the fact that we uh, charge by the hour uh, is, is highly unusual in our industry. Uh, very, very few in the entire country uh, uh, charge by the hour. Most sell products or manage money as, as, as their revenue stream. Uh, we do it time-based uh, solely so that our clients can know we're always on their side of the table. We're never yeah. selling anything. That we're never benefiting from it. And, and so we, you know, trust is, is really foundational um in in everything we do and so it we've just found that just the the way we've designed our firm uh um we've been able to try build that trust very quickly uh with our clients uh i don't know if it's relative to the rest of the industry that's like wow this is so different or or us or some combination but uh we've not found it honestly very difficult uh, in fact uh, right now, we have a wait list of uh, over 180 families. They're yeah. just waiting for us uh, to have time uh, to be able to start serving them. Uh, and we're, we're so grateful for it. And, and, and I think it's, again, it's been building this consistency, this trust over time. Yeah. And then, Mark, on your free time, you mentioned that you're involved with your church and all this stuff. What are the things that you enjoy doing outside of work, how God has gifted you, passions that he has laid on your heart, all of that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I'm not a sit around kind of guy. Uh, I really enjoy being, being busy and leading a full life. And so, uh, right now in this season, my kids are, uh, my, my, I, I just wrote my last, uh, tuition check, uh, for, for my youngest, uh, son. So, uh, they're, uh, we're empty nesters, my wife and I, so, um, yeah, yeah. which is fun. Uh, but in, in my time, that's not family, uh, related, which is, is my priority. And I really enjoy, uh, I serve on, uh, three boards plus, uh, the Timothy financial board. Um, and they're all different. One is, uh, our church board. Uh, I'm an elder at our church. 
Uh, another is actually a fast casual food uh, concept uh, that's yeah. kind of fun, <laughs> different. And then uh, the other one's investment uh, related. And so uh, I like the diversity uh, that it offers and I've learned uh, a lot from them. Uh, I uh, enjoy golf. Uh, my boys enjoy golf. So we've been taking lessons and learning golf. So that's fun. I like to, to ride my bike. Uh, that's what uh, keeps me in shape. So, um, and read, I guess I, I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't, uh, I, I read a lot. I love to read. I, I read uh, things related to my faith. I read uh, a lot related to my business and then uh, also uh, just fiction. Very, very good. And so, and Mark, a lot of times, like if the Lord was sitting there giving things on your heart, putting a burden on your heart, what is it? Is it, I would think, is it financial literacy for Christians? Is it marriage? Is it, what were some mm. of those priorities that he has placed on your heart, the burdens? Yeah. I mean, foundationally it's faith. Um, I mean, that's without question. I think it's easy to get our peace and to get our self-worth on, on anything other than Christ. And I think in my world, uh, what I see most commonly is, is money. And, uh, so, um, I think that, that release, that open-handedness of understanding that I actually didn't earn anything. Uh, this is all a gift from God and God has called me to enter yeah. into stewarding his money, whether he's given me one talent or five talents, it doesn't matter. Uh, he's given me what he feels that I can handle and whatever uh, that is, it's, it's, it's my job to, to steward it well. So I, I think in, especially in the United States, uh, materialism is, is a real thing and, and a real measuring stick and a real kind of, uh, you know, place that, that a lot of people do get their joy and self-worth. And I would really encourage uh, finding something more permanent uh, and that being uh, faith in, in Jesus Christ and what God has called each of us to do as Christians uh, in this brief time that we are here on earth. Yeah, very, very good. As we wrap up, there's two questions. One, I just picked up, even with your boys, the last one is graduating. How have you passed on that knowledge and that burden of generosity, stewardship to them as they've graduated? Yeah, well, it, 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 it's not something that you start at age 22. It's something you start when they're really young. And just like I, I mentioned much earlier with, with my own parents, they modeled uh, generosity. And it, was, it wasn't just generosity financially, though that's certainly an, uh, an element of it, but it's also how you spend your time and how you spend your talents. So we tried to model that uh, regularly uh, when our kids uh, started getting little jobs, uh, we would allocate uh, their, their dollar uh, between giving, uh, saving, and spending, and, and kind of model that through. And then, uh, you know, as a financial planning dad, as, as they were uh, actually um, considering moving into the workforce, helping them look at their benefits, helping them with their budgeting, uh, which including, uh, included a giving uh, aspect of that. And we also just recently, because our kids are, are now in their kind of early to mid 20s, we've actually started including them in some of the giving that we do. Uh, good, so, good. Uh, and, and so that's been fun to have those conversations of, uh, you know, let's talk about this ministry or this opportunity. Uh, how do we feel it aligns with kind of the way God's designed us and, and our opportunity to lean into it? Uh, so this is a newer uh, chapter that yeah, we've been yeah. exploring recently. Yeah. 
Now, side note, a lot of times, and there's no expectation with your kids, is your hope that one day they might take over the family business or are you just kind of <laughs> let them figure out what to do? Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, 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 transitions gone wrong uh, yeah. and it's just based on you know the last name. And so I don't know that I outright discouraged my kids from uh, getting into financial planning, but uh, I, I didn't necessarily encourage. And I, I told them, honestly, if they were, came here to work at Timothy Financial, um, I would probably be harder on them than anyone else uh, because I have such a strong aversion to kind of more of that. Uh, you know, here at Timothy Financial, we're more of a meritocracy. Uh, you know, if you're good, if you show that you really have the giftedness and the talents, we want to promote that. And that includes ownership and the rest. So I have uh, six different partners uh, here at the firm that have ownership in the company and continue to grow that ownership. So um, uh, that's not my uh, my goal. My goal is to how has God wired them? So one are my oldest is uh, he, his passion, his joy is actually computer science. That was his major. He's now a programmer. He's doing exceedingly well as company and really, really enjoying it. And I am yeah. thrilled for him and I hope he continues to pursue that. One other son that that is in the capital markets, but not in personal financial planning. I think he's in the right place. He's doing well. And our last is considering uh, long-term missions, which we're super excited about. Uh, potentially over in in Asia or uh, in Eastern Europe, so he's he's kind of finishing uh, school, and then that's that's his potential next step. Yeah, very very good. Uh, and I asked that question selfishly because I have a nine year old and a four year old at home, <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how to encourage them. All of that stuff. So thank you for that advice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Last question. You mentioned books. You love books. Fiction uh, on it. Yes. What books are you reading that you would recommend? Oh boy, uh, <laughs> it's 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 quite a. Uh, um, I, I just finished uh, the. Uh, I think it's called the Last Place on Earth, and it was uh, the race, the South Pole, uh, be between Scott and Adminson about a hundred, oh, yeah. uh, just over a hundred years ago, and that was a fascinating read. Um, before that. Uh, so that was the in the nonfiction category. Uh, before that, I was finishing up book two of you'll you'll laugh at the title, uh, the Thursday Murder Club, and mm. it's about uh, four octogenarians, eighty plus year olds <laughs> that get involved in in detective work, and it's hilarious. It's written by a, a British comedian, and it's 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 really really funny. Uh, so that's that's kind of a uh, really relaxing. Uh, I'm, I'm reading Knowing God uh, right now by J.F. Packer. And uh, uh, I, I literally, that's all I ask for for Christmas and birthday and both just passed. So I've got, I think about 45 new books uh, on my yeah. shelf that I'll try to read over the next year or two. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I would not be surprised that they make a TV show, a Netflix TV show out of those 80 something detectives. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised either. It's, it's use, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> you use some of these old actors, Dustin yes. Hoffman, all that yeah. stuff, Danny DeVito, <laughs> uh, Bill Murray, and create something out of it. Don't, don't say they're old. That was my growing up. I mean, they, they were my my uh, stars when I was in high school. So now making me feel old. <laughs> Mark, thank you so much for making some time. And we're going to have to do this again, but I really appreciate just the conversation that we have. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Tommy. Thanks for having me on.
Yeah, we'll talk soon, Mark.